Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, what's going on? Joe McCall, Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Glad you're here. We're in for a special treat today. We're going to be talking to a friend of mine, Krista Mayshore, who's gone only from zero to 30-something million dollars in four years using social media. This lady's a beast. I hope that's okay to say that. She is amazing. She is killing it in real estate and in the publishing business. Um, and I've learned a lot from her over the years. And so we're going to be interviewing her and talking to her about what she does and how she does it. And I think you're going to like her. So you're in for a treat. She's got a lot of energy. She's going to bring it on. So buckle up and get ready to go. I first want to tell you a couple things. Number one, we are broadcasting this live right now on the YouTubes and Facebook. So if you're watching us, please say hi, comment down below, give us a thumbs up. Uh, tell us where you're from. Tell us where in the world you are. We have listeners, literally, I looked at my podcast statistics and we have listeners in over 170 different countries. Can you believe that? So tell us where you're from and type in your questions in the chats, whether you're in Facebook or YouTube again, because um, if you've got a good question, I can bring it up to Krista and she can answer any and all of your questions right now. So if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, hello to you as well. I really appreciate you guys. You know, we have over a thousand episodes and over 10 million downloads. We've been doing this podcast for over 10 years. I wouldn't be where I am today without all of you guys, my faithful podcast listeners, and I appreciate you all. I am not going anywhere anytime soon. I was talking to a guru friend of mine that is officially retiring at the end of the year from REI, from real estate education space, and he's a big guy. All of you have heard of him. He's retiring. And uh, he said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm not going anywhere, man. I'm going to be that 90-year-old guy at the real estate convention conference, you know, still plugging away, doing deals, teaching people how to do real estate. That's that's my goal. I want to be the the real, I want to be the goat. That's my goal. So anyway, I don't know if I'll ever will be, but I just wanted to tell you all that. Now, one more thing too, before we bring Krista on, this podcast is brought to you by the Joe McCall Signature Edition of FreedomSoft. Some of you have heard me talk about FreedomSoft. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. FreedomSoft is my favorite CRM that I use every single day for my wholesaling business, lease option business, vacant land flipping business. It's amazing. It's a tool that's been around for a long, long time. Um, and, and Rob Swanson is a good friend of mine. He bought the company and has just completely transformed it. He's adding new functionality and features all the time. It's amazingly fast. I've looked at all the CRMs and this is by far my favorite just what it does and how it helps you manage leads and it's a system. And so if you would like to watch a free webinar on how you can get literally hundreds of leads in minutes, go to this webinar, this page right now, hundredsofleads.com, hundredsofleads.com. That will take you to a little webinar page that Rob Swanson and I put together to show you how we use FreedomSoft to get leads. And then if you are interested and if you feel like this is a good fit for you, you can get the Joe McCall Signature Edition of FreedomSoft, which has all of my customizations in it. My websites, my marketing pieces, my workflow automations and templates, contracts, it's all in there. Okay, so enough of the intro. Are we done already? Let's bring on Krista. Krista, how are you? Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm super excited. You were on my podcast yes. yesterday. It's not, it's not on you, but Joe was on mine. He did a great job and I'm just, I admire you so much. I just, well, I've learned so much from you over the years and I just appreciate you. 
What is your podcast called? Tell everybody and how to find it because I talked about something on your podcast that I've never shared before on any other podcast, Krista. Ooh, you should actually, anytime you're on a podcast, you should always share the podcast that you're on. I always put like other people's podcasts on mine. It works well. Uh, It's called Fired Up with Krista Mayshore. Fired Up with Krista Mayshore is the name of the podcast. And Joe was magnificent. We talked about uh, how to use lease options to buy your own personal residence. And there's a lot of you all listening to this who are self-employed, you have your own business and you can't get a good mortgage right now. Well, if you go to Fired Up with Krista and her podcast, you're going to learn how to find your own dream house as a lease option. By the way, Krista, do you recognize this? Yes, Category King, Inner Circle. Joe and I are in the Category King together. Yes. Oh, Krista, thanks for being on the show. And we've been in the same mastermind for a long, long time with Russell Brunson. And uh, we get to hang out with a lot of cool people. We're both in the real estate space, but your your business has exploded the last few years. I wanted to bring you on and talk about, I mean, if, thinking of all the people that I know that are kind of, you walk the talk, right? Or <laughs> yeah, talk, you walk the talk. That's the right way to put it. Because uh, you've been doing the social media thing for a long time, but you're using it in real estate for helping, you know, for agents, for your own business. And you're still doing listings and deals today. And then you're also using it in your publishing business, your consulting business and things like that. And so I wanted to bring you on. You've gone from zero to 30. I put on the title podcast, 25 million, but it's really, what'd you say? 34 million or something? Yeah, we've done um, 4 million just in the past four years in real estate. And we've done just just over 30 million in the past four years in my coaching and consulting business that we, we teach people how to utilize social media and video to dominate their industry, particularly in the real estate industry, right? If you're a lender, mortgage broker, real estate agent, you know, investor, that kind of thing. Awesome. And so I want to talk about that because what you're doing is amazing. Would you give people a little bit of your story and your history? I was listening to one of your videos yesterday in one of your free challenges and uh, you got a crazy background. Do you mind sharing some of those details? Yeah. Yeah. So do you. I learned about you from, I didn't know all that stuff. So it was kind of cool hearing it. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things I've I always tell people is people make assumptions about people, right? Like you look at people. I remember being at ClickFunnels when I, when I signed up to, to coach with Russell and I made a $25,000 investment. And as you know, now that investment is 150000 which you and I both invested to be in Russell's category king. So I think you'll need to know that, we, that you, take your, you take your education serious, right? I and put, I know- You put our money where our mouth is. Yes, absolutely. And so I remember sitting in that room thinking like, oh my gosh, there's, there's all these people here and they, they make all this money. And, you know, I was doing great. I mean, I was doing over a million dollars a year in real estate at, at commissions, right? I think my best year was about 1.8 million, I think close to that in real estate commissions as a real estate agent. So I was doing well, but I was exhausted and I was tired. And so I was looking to like, like share my knowledge and teach people how to do what I had learned over the past, you know, 16 years now, now 20. But when I sat in that room, I remember feeling like, I got intimidated and I made assumptions about other people and I made assumptions about myself as to like why I couldn't or couldn't do things. And I had to like really get my head in check because sometimes we see things and we we feel like we aren't good enough or we can't do it. Maybe we're too young or we're too old or we don't have enough time or money or resources. We make up all these these reasons. And I just wanted to say that I think people do that a lot, even about me, right? They, they look at my success and they think like, oh, she must just have it easy or it's because of her personality or whatever they want. Maybe it's my fake teeth or my fake hair. I don't know what they think. Because of that, I'm able to you know market well online. I don't know. So I just want to say that no matter who you are or where you're at, like you can do anything. It's just a matter of like hunkering down and learning new skills and being willing to invest your your time, your money, your energy, your resources into learning to do things differently. So I haven't lived at home since I was 13. I am, there was some physical um, abuse that was happening in my home. And I didn't tell this story for many, many years until just probably about a year and a half ago. 
And I did it because I know that by talking about it, I can really, really help people. And I also didn't share the story because I'm very, very close to my mom. And uh, she's like one of my favorite people in the entire world. And I love her. I'm very loyal to her. And I didn't want it to reflect badly on her. But Needless to say, she's an amazing mom. Um, Now she was then too. She just had some problems. But because of that, I ended up leaving home at 13. And I haven't lived at home since I was 13. So I ended up in on the streets for a while, about a year. I was running away a little over a year and I was living in people's RVs and living in my friend's closets where their you know, parents didn't know I was there, living in cars, living in abandoned buildings, whatever it might be. Until finally I broke the law and I got in trouble and they put me in juvenile hall for about three and a half months. And from there, I got sent to a group home, which is called Group Home Hidden Hills for Girls, which is like nothing was hidden about it. I got dropped off in this big, huge green bus labeled, you're a screw up. And like, because of that, right, getting, being in a group home and being labeled as kind of different people were kind of chastising me and made fun of me and they didn't really talk to me. And I just always felt like an outcast. And I always felt like I wasn't good enough. And I felt like people, I mean, I was, I was living in a group home, right? That's, the assumption is that you're a bad, weird kid if you're in a group home. And so, and then from there, I went to a foster home. And so I spent the remaining years uh, until I turned 18 in a foster home. So that's kind of my story. <laughs> You've come a long ways. You live in California right now. And uh, talk about how you got into real estate. Well, I used to be a teacher. I taught third grade for six years. My daughter was, I got sick. And so I decided to, to leave teaching as a full-time teacher to stay at home with my daughter so I could take care of her. And I was going to play real estate. That was my goal, just to like sell maybe three or four homes, maybe five homes a year. And I can make what I was making as a teacher and I could be a stay-at-home mom. Well, very quickly after I'm leaving my full-time teaching job, I found out at the time my husband was having an affair. And so within a few weeks, we had like, I had drained bank accounts and we had just bought in a brand new home. And I had two little girls, you know, age two and four and a half. And I was by myself alone with no money and and uh, a big, huge mortgage payment. <laughs> so because of the fact that I, you know, were from my upbringing, you know, and, and how the fact that I was shuffled around so much. And my goal was, oh my gosh, I've got to keep these two little precious girls safe in their home. And so I dug in like full force into real estate. I sold 69 homes my first year in the business. And pretty much I've sold over 100, 100 homes a year every year since. My wow. my best year, I sold 169 homes myself, just a, you know with a very small team, a transaction coordinator and an assistant and me. We did 169 wow. deals my best year. And my worst year, we did 12. And that was when the market like got better. And so I lost all my assets and I had to completely revamp how I was doing my business. So that's kind of it in a nutshell is how I got into real estate. It was by default. (laughs) What year, about what year was that? That was around 2001. 2001. 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So you've seen the market change in California pretty drastically a couple, three times, two or three times, haven't you? Yep. I've seen it when I entered, it was great. And then all of a sudden we had like 600 houses on the market, you know, in Brentwood, whereas right now we have like 54. That's the East Bay area. (laughs) I'm in between Sacramento and San Francisco. I'm right in the middle of those two. Yes. Is where is where I'm at. And oh yeah, we saw, I mean, we I was here for the crash. I mean, you're talking like 90% of the people lost their houses. Our house we lost um houses went depreciated 75% wow. at that time. But what happened for with me was I started noticing this was gonna happen. I started seeing a trend. So I started traveling the country and I started going to asset management companies and banks and I became a foreclosure agent. So I work with 13 different asset management companies and banks. Like I worked for Freddie Mac. I had the HUD account. I had Wachovia, World Savings, Green River Capital. I can keep naming them. And I sold their REOs. And so that was great for a long time. I mean, not for most people. It was was good for my business. It was horrible for the economy, obviously. Terrible for most every other agent because there was like two or three 
maybe five at the most agents that did all of the market share within a certain like county. And so I just saw all my realtor friends, you know, lose their houses, lose their businesses and pretty much go extinct while I did foreclosures. And then um, the market got better. And unfortunately, when the market got better, I lost all my accounts, right? Because which is great for the economy, great for everyone. I was happy, but I realized, oh my gosh, nobody knows me. Nobody knows Christy as a real estate agent. I'm a foreclosure agent. I went on a listing presentation. I didn't get it. And I called to ask why, uh, why they didn't choose me if they give me some constructive feedback, which you should always do. And they said, Christy, we loved you. But the last guy called you the foreclosure queen. Oh. And I was like, oh, I am a foreclosure queen. Oh my God. I have got to absolutely change the way that I'm marketing. Like nobody knows that I'm in real estate. I've done no marketing for the past six years. I've just like knocked on people's doors to foreclose upon them. So not the most happiest person, right? Yeah. And so I started researching what the Fortune 500 companies were doing and how they were like marketing. And I started watching trends and, you know, how is Amazon, Whole Foods, Nike, you know, these different, these different, you know, multi-million billion dollar companies. And I realized that they were doing something called content marketing. They were putting out value. They were putting out helpful tips and tricks. They were really marketing to people, right? And that's why people market on the Super Bowl when there's like, it's slightly like, you know, 100 times more expensive to market. They market during the Super Bowl because there's the most amount of eyes and everyone's looking forward to the commercials, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of had the aha, like, okay, I need to completely revamp myself, revamp my marketing, revamp how I'm like being seen in my community. And so I made the commitment to start creating video content and I call it engagement marketing. So I would create content and I would engage my community and I, you know, I would go and interview local restaurants and I interview local businesses and I do market updates, local and national. I talk all about what was happening, not just in the real estate area, but in the entire community and specific neighborhoods. And before you knew it, I was up back over hundred homes a year and they weren't short sales and foreclosures. They were normal traditional sales. And so it works. This is so important to understand because if you guys noticed, uh, Krista has figured out that the markets change and we always need to be a student of what is working now because what worked yesterday may not work today. And if you're not careful, guys, you can fall into the same trap as the market shifts again going forward. I mean, wealth doesn't disappear, it transfers. And what, you know, it's so important when the market was going up, Krista said, all right, I need to figure out what to do. Did the research. And it's not that hard, right, Krista, to see what's working today, is it? It's not like some secret that you have to spend. No, no. And it's it's even, it's funny, like you say that, because, you know, people will say to me, oh, you know, it's hard now. I'm in this market. I'm like, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've seen seller markets. I've seen buyer's markets. I've seen the freaking economy collapse, mm-hmm. you know, collapse and come back. It's all about how you do it. And when I, when I first got in the industry, I mean, People always ask me, how did you sell 69 homes yourself your first year? And I'm like, I look back, I don't even know, actually. But I do know, number one, I had a really strong why. I wanted to make sure I kept my daughter safe. But also, I made sure that I, I, I studied what other people were doing. Yeah. And then I made sure that I just did it better. Like back in the day when people were doing, you know, one page flyers that were black and white, I would do a four page colored brochure and I'd take a CD and I put that little CD container on the sign and I do, you know, with 50 pictures on it. And I'd, I'd market my listings on local TV and I marketed on the, on the radio. I did all the things, I marketed on the buses, right? These, these things that agents weren't willing to do because they didn't want to spend the money marketing on at the movie theaters, right? I did a video commercial, you know, way back when I remember I think it cost me like $2,000 to do this commercial, which now I could do from my phone for free, right? And then I'd spend $3,000 plus a month 
getting that commercial to play at the movie theaters before people would go to the movie theaters. And I haven't had that playing for, God, probably five, six years. And people will still say, oh, I see you at the movie theaters. Like they don't say I used to, they still say. So as a marketer, I don't care what industry you're in, if you're a real estate agent or you're an investor or a lender, whatever, your job is to become a marketer first, an investor second a real estate agent second, a lender second. If you can market yourself and talk about what it is that you do, how you help people, who you can serve, offer like advice and value and and take that content and put it in front of your market by showing up in places where they are at, right? Where are people at? People are in online. Like, where do you go if you want to buy a pizza? You go online. Where do you go if you want to research a car? You go online. And you're researching typically for major, like, like research shows that the average person before making a large investment or like a big decision, like for example, I'm going to buy a car, I'm going to buy a house, or I'm going to sell a house, or I'm going to get a loan, or I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to get divorced, right? They start researching about 179 days prior. So your job as a marketer to be that top performer, you want to show up way before they're ready to make a decision. You want to be showing up beforehand, offering value, offering service, helping them so that you're developing what's called a one-sided parasocial relationship, which means that when somebody sees you on the other side of a TV or a, you know, a, a video or a phone and they watch you, they're literally developing a relationship with you and they're starting to get to know you and to see you as the authority and you're breaking down their barriers or developing trust. You're getting them to, to know you like you and trust you, right? And so the conversions are so much stronger. So when they're ready to take action, they are going to think about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right on. And what you said was so important at the beginning of that was if you want to be successful, find somebody who's already doing what you do and just model them and then do it better. Yes. And and you've done that in so many different businesses, which I think is a great idea. And by the way, anybody listening to this, if you want to make $25, $30 million in four years, (laughs) find somebody who's doing it and model it, right? Okay, so let's get practical then, Krista. You teach a lot of realtors, but I think what you, a lot of 99% of what you say applies to people in real estate investing and in pretty much any business, right? A thousand percent. So get practical here. What are some things that you teach people to do in terms of being more out there, getting more exposure, more content? Is it as simple as taking your phone and just shooting a video? That's a a really good question. I think that's why people get frustrated. So first of all, things take time, okay? And, And you know this, right? Like there's something to be said about momentum. And when you're doing something over a long period of time, how often do I hear people say, oh my gosh, all of a sudden I just exploded. And I'm like, you've not just exploded all of a sudden. You've been doing all this work for the past six months to explode right now. So keep being consistent about the work and you're going to continue to explode. But most people, number one, they don't give it the time it takes. I call it the seven C's. You You need to commit to consistently producing content correctly. What I mean by correctly is if if you don't, if you just put it on your business page on your personal page, no one is seeing you except for people that are already seeing you, your friends, your family, your mom, your dog, right? Yeah. You need to correctly distribute the content by creating ads and investing in yourself, investing in targeting your local markets or markets that you want to target. So you can take that content and put it in front of people. So you tell, like I use Facebook as my number one platform. I use the ads manager through Facebook. We run ads through Facebook. We target our local community. We retarget them. And we so we make it to where I'm constantly being seen in their feeds. And I'm putting information in front of them that they're most likely to interact with, right? So for example, you know, I'm going through menopause. So if I see something that's like about menopause and night sweats and how to stop having them, I'm like, yes, I want to listen to that. But if it's about, you know, hair club for men, I'm like swiping left. 
So the more you can identify who your audience is, know exactly what they need, what they want, what keeps them up at night, you know, and help them, your content's going to resonate with them more. So they're more likely to actually connect and say, hey, I want to keep watching. But if you don't get that content in front of them correctly in the first place by running ads, it's such, it's so, so very slow, like less than zero to to, to 2% of organic traffic gets like any more than 10% of visibility. It's very hard to get visibility on, on these, on these sites. So if you pay to get people to pay attention, right, you pay to play. Now you're saying, okay, I just took all this time to create this video or not. Maybe it's just an easy one for my phone. Not a problem. Just do it. And, but now I need to get it out there in front of people and then continue to be seen, that's how you become, you dominate. And this worked for us in real estate. I've taught people to do it that sell t-shirts. I've taught people what mortgage officers do. I've taught people that have like cleaning businesses where they like have disinfectant things when COVID hit. It works for any industry, but it works really, really well in the real estate industry. Investors, right? I mean, think about it. Yeah. And you told me that there's about 5% of people that don't want to put their home on the market because for whatever reason, there's, they're, they're distressed, right? They don't want to deal with it. Somebody died. They don't want to list it with an agent. They don't want to list with an agent. They, they've got, right? They've got for whatever reason. So if there was somebody talking about, you know, a different thing to do instead of listing your house, the different options that were out there, who do you trust? What should you look for? Why maybe it's not a good idea to do that, but then they're developing trust as to like, hey, he's being honest, right? Why you should, pros and cons of listing or not listing with an agent. All, like the things you talked about yesterday. And then on top of that, they're being seen in the local community, talking about what's happening in the area, talking about things to watch out for, even, you know, going to, to local dog parks or local restaurants and just kind of talking about what's happening in the area and really, really, truly developing a relationship with people. It's the trust factor and you're breaking down that, like that, that nervousness, right? And you're educating people and you're helping them so the conversions are a lot stronger. I know you send out postcards and you do that that yellow letter thing where you crinkle it. Now imagine if somebody sees a postcard, they're seeing you on their newsfeed, they're you have this omnipresence about you. That's how you're able to really start to dominate, you know, online. And like yeah. that we did the same strategy in coaching. Four years ago, no one knew me in coaching. They don't they knew me in, in real estate locally, right? In my my own zip code, my own city. But outside of my city, maybe, you know, within a 45 minute radius, no one had a clue who I was. So I took this exact same strategy and I started paying for ads just to put my video content in front of people so they could get to know me before I ever even asked them to download something or to give me their email or anything else. I spent money just putting myself in front of them and we were able to scale. Took us about 11 months to make our first million. And then we did, I think it was like, gosh, I think it was like, I think we did, we ended up doing like, almost like 3.4 million, something like that in the first 17 months. So it took us 11 months and then we got to hit 1 million. Then we did 3 million, you know, the next six kind of a deal. Yeah. So uh, because of the momentum. Yeah. Momentum is so important and, and you're really hitting your stride now doing an average of million dollar months. I mean, come yeah, on. We're doing a million plus. Yeah. A month right now. Yeah. All right. So somebody's listening to this say, listen, I don't want to be the big national famous person, right? I'm, I just want to dominate my local market. Would you say, I know the answer to this, but I'm, I'm asking you, would you say, you know what? It's easier to dominate your local market, right? Like if you somebody who's listening to this who lives in Lincoln, Nebraska, you know, maybe they're looking at their market right now and it's the most competitive that it's ever been. And they think, oh my gosh, I live in a competitive market. It's really hard. What would you tell somebody who lives in Lincoln, Nebraska, what to do? And then like, is it really that easy to dominate their little local market? Oh my gosh. It's so, it's the, it's so much easier because if I spend a hundred dollars and it's going to like, 
let's just say it's even going to one county, right? Or, I mean, people are seeing me less, but if I spend $100 and I'm just doing it in my local zip code or within a 15 mile radius or even a certain neighborhood or wherever I'm trying to target, that means my money's going so much further and I'm getting more impressions and I'm being seen more and I'm more top of mind, right? And also you can make your your content so much more local hyper-targeted. So you could make what you're talking about, like, hey, are you thinking about, like, I'll give you an example. So I have this book, What to Expect When Selling Your Home. Now, this is written by me and it talks all about digital marketing and and everything else, right? And it was written by a New York Times bestselling editor with, with, it's my words in her writing. Then I take the same book and I I put What to Expect When Selling Your East County Home. Mm -hmm. And then What to Expect When Selling Your, it's not here, but I have one that says What to Expect When Selling Your Deer Ridge and Shadow Lakes Home. That's a specific neighborhood. And by the way, your students, can your students use the same book? Yes, my students get to be co-author with me. Oh, come on. Yeah, I yeah. I, this okay. is like 15 grand for me to do this. I teach them how to be co-author in like two hours. That's awesome. <laughs> Took me 15 and now we're doing a buyer book too. Like, I mean, I'd be smart to do an investor book. So anyways, and if I do, Joe, you're, you're who I'll call to be co-author with me on that to help me write that. So yeah, so we take these, these now that's really local. So someone sees this book, oh my God, she wrote a book about how to sell your house in my neighborhood? Oh my gosh, right? It just goes so much further. Now I really look like the expert. I really position myself as the authority. I really seem like I'm the go-to person. And it makes it to where you're unforgettable. Yeah. And it's so easy to come up with good content. You know, let me speak to the investor community, right? Like you could, if you, if you want to dominate Lincoln, Nebraska, find the top three title companies that most investors use, right? Contact the title company and say, hey, listen, I'm doing some promotions here. Do you mind? Can I just come in and interview you or talk about what you're doing here to promote your business? I mean, who would want, who would not want to talk to you? So there's a couple, three podcasts and YouTube videos and that you can do right there interviewing title companies. How about contractors and property managers? Why don't you go on the MLS, find some good fixer-upper property, property that needs work, and do a video walkthrough of you going through the house? Why not go to interview some other landlords, other investors that are purchasing houses or have purchased houses? There is so much content out there. And when you can present yourself as the local expert, it is so much more incredibly easy to become big and become well-known and become a local celebrity. And especially when you start talking about Facebook ads and you're just targeting a city or, you know, 10, 15 zip codes, it's it's so much more easier today than it's ever been, right? Oh, yeah. It, it's just like the your reach is just massive, right? You, and then you start getting, I call it, you win before you arrive and you get views while you snooze. So like now, instead of marketing one-to-one, you're marketing one-to-many and they can binge watch your material. You can create like these certain videos that people watch, you can retarget to them. And once they've watched a couple, then you can send them to your funnel that has like 15 videos all about everything so they can super get educated. And that's what we do. Like we, we, like we, we drive traffic to our funnels, like our seller seminar, buyer seminar, credit repair, you know, a certain city or neighborhood funnel, whatever it might be. Then it, it just works so, so well. And also like go to Google. Google's the number one search engine. Go to Google and type in a question. Look at like what the most recent questions that are being asked. Then go down, click on that. Then click on recently. Click on like, um, you know, the ones that says related content. You can also go to answerthepublic.com. I mean, there are, you can go look at what's, read their local articles, go to social media and see like what, what um, posts are getting a lot of like comments or what's like 
prolific or getting, you know, a lot of attention and, you know, and then do more content on that. Like there's so much content out there. Just be a reporter. Russell always tells us, be a reporter, right? Like go read a great book or read an article or watch a movie or do whatever and just go report back to like what you did and how it helped you or how it didn't help you. Or, you know, there's so many things people get in their heads and, and they're worried about what they look like and they're worried about what they sound like. And if they have an accent or how old they are, if they make mistakes, that's, it is really hard for people when it comes to video content. I know you know, don't believe it, but I just thought of something. Here's, here's a great little tip. If you want to write a book, all right. And let's say you want to be known as the local real estate investor expert in Lincoln, Nebraska. And you could actually write a book in a few minutes of doing some research on YouTube. Let me explain this. So let's say you went to YouTube and you did a search for, um, like you pick your topics, uh, how to manage uh, property, uh, rental properties, uh, how to look up videos on how to find good contractors, how to find discounts, how to find good properties, oh. right? So like find 10 videos of YouTube, get them transcribed and, and edited by, and these got to be good videos, right? You could combine them into a book. You don't have to take credit for it. I'm not saying steal it, but like each chapter is just a summary of those 10 videos and you can give a link and give credit to the person who created the videos, right? I don't know if they're copyrighted. I don't think they are. Even if you just do what you're saying, but but here's what I will say though, because I know that makes it sound so easy, but I have to tell you, I would never, like there's all these ghost-written cheesy books out there. I would never write a book unless it was well-written, easy to read, easy yeah, to yeah. digest. It made sense. It was like, had your personality and funniness into it because it can do sometimes more harm than good if it's not written right, you sure. know? So make sure that that when you you do that, but I would definitely hire somebody who's an editor who can help you yeah. place it together in, in a way because you want to really sound like the expert, not just like somebody who threw something together, you know? But well, you're yeah, right. And obviously you write the introduction chapter. Yes, but yes. My point is this, it's so easy to find content that you can either copy and give them credit to or use it as a model or an outline for your own stuff. Yeah. Um, and then but you can even, create a book. Yeah. And even like, I love it. All the top things you just said. I mean, then you just put your own spin on it. It's it's mm-hmm. the same stuff. Oh, that's a good idea. Let me just add this and research all these different places and put it all together in one as your own, you know? Oh, and the book could be how to find great cash flow rental real estate in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yes. That's the name of your book, right? Yes. And you're on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram, TikTok talking about it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, social media—it's not going anywhere, is it? Oh no! It's just, God. It's almost getting more. So don't don't let all the different platforms overwhelm you. Pick a platform, master the platform, stick to it. Like really learn to dominate it. We we were Facebook for gosh in real estate, like you know, seven eight years. We never even did anything else. And then now we've been doing you know same for coaching four years just Facebook, and now we're venturing off to to YouTube and to TikTok and those things. And we've done wildly successful. If you if there's too many platforms, you get too confused. You don't do anything. Right. So just pick one and really, really learn it and, and do it right. And what do you suggest people to focus on? Would it be YouTube? I, I think I personally love Facebook, right? Because okay. I just love Facebook and the age range. YouTube is great too, but you can always do video repurposing. You create a, a Facebook video and you do, you put it out there, but then you just take it and put it on your YouTube page and you get more organic search because YouTube is owned by Google. So obviously you get more SEO, but also when you put it on your website, your website is combined with Google. So you get more SEO. So it's amazing what one video will do for you, right? You've got so much content to put on your website, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. And it just, it just like, just, 
it just it works. <laughs> you in, in your um, in one of your challenges, you have people do something pretty cool where they you make them do it on like day one or something where they yeah, do a they video. Do. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. It's a cool exercise. Yeah. So I have people do 10 video text messages a day where they just go through their contacts or they go through people like maybe like that were you had said you go to Zillow and you find for sale banners or whatever else. And they just do 10 video text messages a day and just say, Hey, it's Krista. Hey, I just noticed, you, you know, you, you had an anniversary yesterday. I wanted to let you know, but you say their name. Hey, Joe, it's Krista. Just was thinking about you. I saw that you just did this cool podcast with Krista Major. Oh my God, I love her. And just wanted to say hi. You know, I was thinking about you. Hope you have an amazing day. So you don't ask for business. You don't ask for referrals. You just reach out to people and then you're top of mind. And this way, if you just do it to your contacts and your friends and family, and they know that you're an investor, it's going to remind them of someone that they know that might need your help or that might need an investor or need to get bailed out. So is this, uh, are you using a special tool or are you just right from your phone sending them a video? Right from my phone. Nice. And then it's it's personalized. It makes it so you're top of mind. It's, you know, you're making more of a connection. Nobody else is doing it. And you can do the same thing too for, you know, people that if you have their phone number, I'm not sure if you guys have any software like that, but you actually know their phone number where you could yeah. do a video text message, you know, uh, to people that are, you know, might, might need your help as an investor and just say their name and introduce yourself and just say, hey, anything you need, let me know. I'm here to think about you and blah, blah, blah. Make sure that you always, if you're doing it on Messenger or even sometimes on your phone, just put like a little text message like, hey, Joe, this message is is safe to click on. I'm not hacking you. Just wanted to say hi through video. And just keep copy and pasting that and just changing the name, right? So that they know if they're not being like hacked or whatever. I use a, one of the tools I use is called um, Bonjuro. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of Bonjuro. Kind of similar to BombBomb. Yes. And yeah. it's not as robust maybe, but the, one of the coolest things about this is when somebody joins my buyer's list or buys a products or whatever, I get notified in Bonjuro. And I can record a quick, simple video. It gets emailed back to them, but it's a personalized video, yeah, which is pretty cool. But I love the idea. You know, a lot of investors watching this, you've got a bunch of old leads, right? And I, I tell people all the time that you're sitting on a gold mine, right? What if you just took uh, every day 20 old leads and recorded, you have their phone number, record a simple little video and text it to them. Hey, Jim, you don't remember me? We, this is Joe. We talked a while ago about your house. Just following up. It's, have you sold it yet? I'm curious to know how it's going. And that's it, right? You're calling them personal. You can you even you, you put their address in the video as well. But uh, that's something that's so simple and personal. People kind of overlook because it's, oh, it's not, it sounds too simple. But it, it's really powerful, isn't it? So we've been able to, to, we've tracked this for four years now. And the average person, my, my students get an average of two new buyers or sellers a month. So the average of 24 new uh, transactions a year from doing this. I wow. mean, it's one of my students today was like, I have two new listings just from video text. I haven't, it hasn't, you know, he's like, it's working already. Yeah. Every time I have a coaching call, it, it works. It's just that it's, it sounds so simple and it is so simple, but it's not easy because you have to be willing to do it on a regular basis. You got to commit to giving it the time. It literally takes 10 minutes, right? Like, well, 10 minutes a day, 50 minutes a week, which is, you know, three hours a month be worth you doing, you know, 24 more transactions? I would say yes. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, cool. So, Krista, what are some of the other things that people can do in social media to kind of grow their presence and, and become more well-known? Just be yourself, uh, be authentic, be, you know, don't, don't be afraid to just be you. Don't worry about always being perfect. You know, I'll go on while I'm doing my makeup or I just got finished with the gym and I look nothing like I look right now without makeup or I'll, you know, I'll talk about things that, that haven't always been good. Just be real, you know, be perfectly imperfect, but just 
you know, take action and do it as consistently as possible. Yeah. It's a, I know everyone gets in their head about things, but it's just a matter of, it's just like, you got to build that muscle up, right? That muscle memory. And you, it is uncomfortable. It is hard at first. And it's hard after a year. It's a matter of just, just making yourself do it. And I always say, do it early on, like get up in the morning, get dressed, get ready. So you're comfortable and record your first video and get it out to the world. So it's over with, and you'll have more energy that way. And also be more likely to want to do more because yeah. you got it done so early and you, you, you felt good because you, you know, you did that, you did it right. Can you batch this kind of content or are you, um, are you constantly in front of your phone? I mean, do you, you see those people where they're constantly have the phone in front of them or they're videoing something and it just seems like they're ignoring everybody else. Yeah. So like I'll do like my, when I'm eating or things like that, just to happen throughout the day occasionally. But like, for example, how I do it is Tuesdays, I'm sorry, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I have a team here from 10 to one and we try to get it done like in two hours. Like yesterday we did it for like two hours. We're going to do two hours and we just do it for the whole week and we'll just do a bunch of videos. Right. Some people do it like in a whole day, but you get better after a while, right? So after a while, you start getting better. And you want to have something that's not like, it's more authentic and it's not really hard. It doesn't seem so polished and, you know, all the graphics and edits. It's just kind of you out and about in your community talking. Those ones perform really, really well. It's kind of a mix of everything, you know? Nice. Good. Yeah. Everybody's talking about TikTok. What do you, <laughs> what is your opinion of TikTok? Is it here to stay? I'm doing, I think so. I'm doing TikTok because, you know, I have the time and I have the bandwidth. If I didn't have the bandwidth or the team to help me, I, I probably wouldn't be doing it because for me, it's kind of hard. It's just one more platform, but it's a lot of organic growth. And we, ha we are getting, you know, we, we just had a video do 45,000 views and everyone do 40, 40,000 views and it's free. Right. So we're doing it. But again, I would, I would pick the platform that you're going to do consistently and where your audience is at. Okay. Um, I don't think Facebook is going anywhere. I think by far it's still the number one lead generating platform. It has the most bandwidth. And I would obviously, I would start there a thousand percent followed by YouTube and then whatever else you can handle. Yeah. Cause it can get a little overwhelming. A lot. Everybody was jumping on the clubhouse bandwagon and uh, that made me real nervous. Cause I was thinking, Oh no, another one. I, I know. But it didn't last very long. So that was good. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's still pretty big. People are on it, just not as crazy as it was. Okay. That's interesting. People were staying on that thing like 24 hours. It was just crazy. Snapchat. Did you ever get involved with that? I, I've never, I don't do Snapchat. So TikTok, you know, some people are going to say, all right, so I, I like what you said. Pick Facebook. That's the first one. Then go to YouTube. But some people are saying, some people are saying, listen, I, I, I'm a realtor. Most people that want to sell a house in my market, they're going to be in their 40s and 50s, right? So, do I really need to even worry about TikTok? Because that's mostly for young people. You so, so, so here's what I'll say. If, if, if you're not even doing Facebook or YouTube, don't even worry about TikTok. Okay. Right. You can't do them all. It's too many. But right now, YouTube has the highest. YouTube, 46 years old and above is their highest new use of people watching videos on, on YouTube. Wow. People are watching video, right? By 2022, over 80% of all internet traffic is going to be video. You've got to be watching video. The, the, all the statistics about video and conversions are insane. Like, for example, if you have two landing pages and one has video and one doesn't, according to Orion reports, the, video, the landing page with video will get 800% more conversions. And I can talk to you for an hour and a half of all statistics like that. Video is important, but if you if nobody's seeing it, it doesn't make a difference. You have to be willing to put an ad spend behind it to get in front of people on a consistent basis. Yeah. Okay. Very good.
Okay. Stephanie, I got a here pretty soon here too. All right. All right. Stephanie says, amazing marketing informa- information, Krista. Thank you, Stephanie. Hi, says, Sharon says, slam Hi. dunk info. Uh, you guys are sweet. Thank you. All right. I love the little, um, little things coming up. <laughs> so we need to get going here, Krista. How can people reach you, get a hold of you? What do you, what, do you have another challenge coming up soon? Yeah, I actually have a two-day event, a three-day event coming up on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It is three days. It's virtual. It's eight hours. I have it every, I have eight hours. I have it every month, right? So if you go to kristamayshore.com forward slash three days live, I think that might be, I'm going to tell you guys, kristamayshore.com forward slash three days live, number three days live. It should take you there. If not, um, I need to make sure I get that one up. We had some issues today with our, with our URLs. Uh, if not, just like Google me on social media. We'll talk to you about our, our, we have a free challenge once a month and we have a free, we have a $97 three day event where I just literally talk all about social media, video, digital marketing, and how to dominate your profession. And there we have one starting this Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. That's amazing. I thought you just finished one, Krista. You're amazing. It was like, it's once a month. It seems like that, but. KristaMayshore.com is the main place to go to see Krista's main site. Yes. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and just see what she's doing because you're going to get a lot of ideas and you're going to be like, oh man, that's a great idea. I can do that too. Yes. Uh, she does free challenges. She does cheap little $97 virtual event. Is that how much tickets are? Yeah, right now I think because the holidays we're doing it for forty seven, we cut it in half. Crazy went up, yeah, for, yeah, it's insane. People will say, "I got more yeah. money out of this than I got paying ten thousand dollars in coaching." <laughs> nice. All right, so Krista Mayshore, if you're listening to audio, K R I S T A Krista Mayshore is M A S H O R E dot com. Cool. Yes. Perfect. Hey, thanks, Thank Krista, so for being Joe. on the show. Hey, everyone. Joe is like one of the nicest guys that I know. And I'll tell you something. He cares about what he does. He care, cares about you. He cares about what he teaches. He takes it so serious that he invests so much money to give you guys what you need. And he's very genuine, which is not normal in the online industry world. So I will tell you, I personally have been him for four years and he has the heart of gold and his intentions are well. So I, I'm just appreciative of being on here. Appreciate to be aligned with you. And thank you. Thank you, Krista. All right, have a good day. We'll see you. Bye, everybody. See you guys, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.